Counter the latest internet sensation. So exciting. I don't even think I have to react to that one. We're the West Indies bobsled team of the AFL. This is a magnificent specimen of mankind. Can I say hi? Good morning, Seb, and good morning to all your listeners. Hi! Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello on Triple M. Was it one of the more disappointing performances you've had as coach of this sort? Oh, it has been for a fair while. Yeah, I think the situation is when you get beaten in all areas, you're just scrambling for, for something we just couldn't find. Just couldn't find anything um, to, to get us up and going. So from our point of view, it was disappointing, absolutely. Damien Hardwick. We'll get on the right mic there. Damien Hardwick there after the Tigers went down by 68 points to the West Coast Eagles last night. A side that was kept to just eight inside 50s in the first half. They had three goals won by halftime. The Eagles had 10 goals, 13. That is 23 scoring shots to four. Not an ideal situation for Richmond. And as much as I regret saying it, at this stage, Tiger fans are going to be lucky to be singing this at the end of the year. We finished ninth again. The Richmond Tigers finished ninth again. In any season you will see it is our fate to miss out on the eight. We win a few, then lose a lot, and then it is too late. Now, a grim evening. Gaff went for 33 disposals. Shuey best on ground, according to the Herald Sun, with 22. Jack Rewalt brave four goals, but all coming in the second half once the game was all over. Good morning, happy Saturday, and welcome to the weekend breakfast, six past seven in Melbourne. I'm Seb Costello, and we are here for 2016 NAB AFL Auskick, which starts this weekend in most centres. You can get online and register there. Very scary for people who don't support the West Coast Eagles or Carlton too, because I went on Instagram last night and saw that Oscar Judd starts Auskick this weekend. Is that a future AFL superstar in the making? Certainly got the genetics for it. A UK woman who tried to name her twins Cyanide and Preacher has had her choice overturned by the courts in an unusual case. I'd say it was an unusual case. The Welsh woman told the Court of Appeal that Cyanide was a lovely, pretty name for her little girl, which can be positively associated with the death of Hitler. (laughs) I wish I was making this up. She defended her choice of cyanide and preacher for the boy, preacher for the boy, arguing, of course, what else would you call him, arguing that it was her human right as a mother to name her children. Three appeals court judges upheld an injunction on the grounds that the unusual choices might harm the kids. You think? You think when little cyanide shows up to day one of prep, she might have a little tough time if she was allowed to be called that? Come on, mum, get it together. Preacher and cyanide. They are uh, well. They used to call uh, Joe Perry and uh, and Steve Tyler the toxic twins when they were in Aerosmith. Uh, this is a sort of taking that concept to a whole new level. Is that the most brutal name you've ever heard? One triple three five three, or hit us up on Twitter at Seb Costello nine. Can you top that? Have you ever heard of anyone who has a worse name than cyanide? I'm reliably informed that in Sweden there is a law preventing parents from naming their children Metallica and Elvis. There you go. A bit later on, I want to tell you about a brand new basketball competition that is on its way to Australia. Three on three, high impact, exciting sort of stuff. And one of the men pushing it is Jason Smith, a former captain of the Boomers, two-time Olympian. 
And I chatted to him yesterday, and something that really caught my ear was when we turned our attention to Ben Simmons, the up-and-coming Australian basketballer who has decided not to represent his country in Rio. Here's what a former boomer had to say. Look, personally speaking, you know, my, you know, the best thing that I ever did was play for Australia when I was playing the sport. So I'm really disappointed that he's not going to compete at that level um, and wearing the green and gold. Obviously, the team is better with him in it. So, you know, from a, from a Basketball Australia point of view, I'm, I'm sure they're disappointed. Um, yeah, and, and, it, and it grates me the wrong way. So, um, you know, I understand it, but it doesn't sit well with me. So, mm. uh, you know, I'm sure there's a long future for him playing for Australia, but it would have been really, really handy to have him right now playing at Rio. Jason Smith, a man there who has represented his country multiple times at Olympics. Let's get into this. In the 20th century, the sporting landscape was indeed a wide world. But with the advent of the interweb communication and global overpopulation, the sporting universe is bigger than ever. And champions beyond the traditional games deserve their recognition. Presenting the weekend breakfast's glittering galaxy of sport. And don't the kids love it? Well, they do if they play dodgeball because they've basically hijacked this segment, which is okay because we've been supporting the Dodgeroos. They're over there in Manchester. We've made a connection with the global Dodgeball World Cup. And joining us on the line from the Dodgeroos, Abs Venkapali. Good morning. Yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Now, I understand there's been some practice matches, some eyeing off the competition today. What's been going on over there in Manchester? Yeah, so today uh, uh, we had a few friendly games against uh, some international uh, countries, Malaysia, Egypt, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. Abs, who is looking the goods Uh, in training? Well, a couple of guys from England were there, and... um, they seem quite tough, so something uh, to keep an eye for. Let me take you back to the 1995 Rugby World Cup where South Africa were playing yeah. New Zealand. And on the eve of the final, so the story goes, a South African waitress poisoned the dinner of the All Blacks, knocking them out <laughs> and giving you South Africa. Well, you know what I'm suggesting. Nah, nah, nah. It's going to give us uh, Australians a bad name, now. <laughs> Abs, nice guys finished last, mate. Nah, nah, nice guys. We can also finish top if we play proper. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first game up against? Uh, England, England. Well, we and wish then, you uh, well. Oh, thank you. We'll definitely keep you guys updated, though. Abs Vent Kapali from Manchester. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you. Danny Green there. and fitness with Danny Green. Brought to us by the team Danny Green Fitness Program. Check that out online. It's the man himself. Morning once again, Greeny. Good morning, Seb. How are you, mate? Well, not as good as you. I can hear the water lapping in the background. Where are you at the moment? <laughs> mate, I'm just at, uh, at Right Nest Island on, on a holiday with the oh. kids, mate. It's been fantastic. And yeah, nothing better than waking up, going for a walk, getting my, uh, getting my exercise out of the way before I have a, have a good breakfast. One of the most beautiful places in the world, Rotto. Just off uh, Fremantle there, you get the ferry over. Yeah, it's awesome, mate. And there's no cars, so the, you know, there's no waves with the kids riding around the bikes. It's fantastic. Have you ever swum for the, from the mainland over to the island? Mate, I, I, um, I get punched in the head for a living, uh, <laughs> so I'm not the most intelligent bloke, but that's something I wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, let's talk about our exercise. Can improve your mind, can put you in a good space, because you just feel like your self-esteem gets a bit of a lift when you do exercise. It doesn't matter what you look like, it's how you feel. Doing a, a bit of exercise each day, improving your diet, 
getting healthy, losing a few kilograms if that's your goal and improving your, your appearance if that's what you want to do, but generally just feeling better within yourself is going to improve your day-to-day life. Does that mean you recommend doing it in the morning so you have the rest of the day ahead, the work day, and it puts you in a bit of a sharper state? If you can do it before work. It's always a great way to start the day. You jump in the shower, you've done an exercise, you feel good, you get out of the shower, you have a good healthy breakfast, then you hit the day running. You know, it's, it's a great start to your day, and that's what it's all about. It's just improving your lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, just quickly, did you get a look at Manny Pacquiao last weekend taking on Tim Bradley? His, his performance was really good. It was actually a fairly entertaining and exciting bout. And funny enough, mate, that's the first place I met you over at the Mayweather pack. Yeah, yes, mate. I'm, I'm surprised we can both remember that. <laughs> it was a big week. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge week, mate. It was an astronomical week. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great performance on Pacquiao's behalf by all accounts. Yeah, mate, he's done really nicely. Not uh, unlike your good self when you do some of your finest in the squared circle. Well, enjoy the time with your family. You certainly earned it, mate. Uh, TeamDannyGreen.com.au. Check it out, eh? Thanks very much, Seb. Have a great weekend, buddy. 2020 cricket turned the sport on its head. It's now one of the hottest sporting properties over the summer. You look at the Big Bash here, TV ratings going through the roof the whole bit. It's about to happen in the basketball world with a brand new concept. It's called Champions League Basketball 3x3, CLB 3x3. And joining us is the founder, Matt Hollard, and his advisor on basketball matters, a former two-time Olympian boomer in Jason Smith. Matt, I'll start with you. What is CLB 3x3? CLB 3x3 is a, uh, a shortened down version of our great game, um, but it's, it's also something that FIBA uh, have pushed heavily for probably 10 years. We've just been a bit slow on the uptake here in Australia, but the beauty is that there's, um, there's a lot out there now across the world. There's champion teams playing all across Europe, um, and we want a piece of that. So we're, we're bringing that game um, to the people. Of Shorter Australia. game times? Shorter game times, so 10-minute game. Uh, four players, so three on a court, one sub. Sounds so, sort of Big Bash-esque when you put it in the cricket context. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, in a way it is. It's very short, sharp, lucrative. You've got to be you know, a different type of player. It's, it's very tough. Um, you sort of say 10 minutes and you think, oh, that's pretty easy, but it's 10 minutes of tough basketball. So it's a very different sport, but yeah, very high impact and, and very quick. And Jace, what do you make of it? This is a new space, as, as Maddie said. I mean, does it sit, does it complement or does it split the audience in the basketball landscape? No, it definitely complements the, um, the, the the landscape for basketball in this country. Um, again, it's really, really prominent in Europe. But uh, I think for us, you know, the three-on-three concept, it clearly allows people from all ages, all demographics, all abilities to participate in the great game that we love. Um, mate, a guy like you, we, we know doesn't have a whole lot of skill. But, <laughs> We've but, just met for the record <laughs> and Jace has assessed me pretty quickly. Andy's spot on. Yeah, <laughs> you can clearly participate, have fun. Yeah. And, you know, the guys that want to come in and, and do exceptionally well on the high level, you, know, you don't have to be a guy that can run up and down for you know fifty minutes. You know, at a really high clip. This so, is starting to suit yeah, me very you, nicely. If you can <laughs> shoot and you can dribble, then then you know you've got a pretty good format to be able to participate well. Is there room for a sort of slightly chubby low post elbow thrower? Well, as long as you can pass the ball, mate, we might even be able to come into our team. As, as long as you pass me the ball. There's, yeah, there's right. a spot, is that how it works when you play with Jason Smith? <laughs> mate, with a three and three comp, I'm thinking about making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, good. So I think, I think Drewy, it's you. you know, the, the, he doesn't the come inside the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason, I did want to ask you, mate, as, as a former boomer, last week, fair bit of discussion around Ben Simmons and his decision to postpone, essentially not to represent the green and gold in Rio. Did you like that decision? Oh, look, look, personally speaking, you know, my, you know, the best thing that I ever did was play for Australia when I was playing the sport. So I'm really disappointed that he's not going to compete at that level um, and wearing the green and gold. Obviously, the team is better with him in it. So, you know, from a, from a Basketball Australia 
point of view, I'm, I'm sure they're disappointed. Um, yeah, and, and, it, and it grates me the wrong way. So, um, you know, I understand it, but it doesn't sit well with me. So, mm. uh, you know, I'm sure there's a long future for him playing for Australia, but it would have been really, really handy to have him right now playing at Rio. I'm probably guilty as much as anybody of talking up the boomers in Rio. But when you look at this side, you know, the Andrew Bogarts, the Paddy Millses, the, uh, the Matthew Delavadovas, it's not a bad team. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good mix. Um, some maturity there as well so and some, and some really high-skilled guys. So, yeah, look, it's probably the best team that we've fielded for, for a long time. So the chances of them um, competing at, at that level are fantastic. So, yeah, look, I'm not going to say metal or bust, but, um, you know, they've got a really, really good chance, a really good group. Yeah, I'm excited. I cannot wait. Bring on Rio just to see how we go. And bring on CLB 3x3, if you don't mind. It has been a pleasure to talk basketball, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. you got the the uh, the demo, if you like, starting in Canberra uh, in the next few days. Yes, yeah, Saturday week, so 23rd is our launch event. And then up to Darwin and Sydney later in the yeah, year. Yeah, Darwin will be uh, late uh, late June, and then Sydney will be November, December. But we will have all, also three or four other events intermingled with those as well. So watch out for it. CLB 3x3. It's founder, Matt Hollard. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Thanks. Sir. And uh, Australian basketball. I'm going to drop the legend word. Jason Smith, a pleasure. Thanks, mate. We're looking forward to those assists on the court. <laughs> mate, once it goes into the low post, I won't have to put it back out. <laughs> it's going in the hole. And in studio... One of the legends of professional wrestling. He made his name stepping into the ring against the likes of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, among others. And he's now designed his own yoga system, DDP Yoga, it's called. And he's in town teaching people how to do that on the 1st of May at the St Kilda Town Hall. Diamond Dallas Page, an absolute pleasure to have you in studio. And let's start talking wrestling. A question that everybody, I'm sure you get asked it a million times a day. What do you say when somebody sidles up to you and says, wrestling, isn't that stuff fake? You can't fake gravity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also say, you know, wrestling isn't fake. Wrestling isn't fake. It's predetermined. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's a show, you know? And yeah. But it so, hurts, doesn't it? Oh, God. You can't fake gravity. And like, like I've been injured. I've had two soldiers. A shoulder surgery on both shoulders. I've had knee surgeries on both knees. My body broke down. And, you know, people say, oh, yeah, stretching. It's like, I stretched my whole career. But Hulk Hogan, he's had a pretty up-and-down mm. run lately. Uh, had that big win in the court over that sex tape video. Do you still have much to do with him? Where Where's he at at the moment? Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think eventually... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think eventually he'll be back in uh, the WWE because at some point, you know, you got to forgive everybody. And, you know, he just he made some stupid decisions, you know, uh, speaking. You never know who's filming you. So maybe you should watch what you say. And especially in our country, you know, very politically correct now. Um, but he uh, I know he doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. You know, he just doesn't. And when they played, you know, the, the sex tape that they did, that Gawker, and then put that out there, there's certain things that, you know, maybe you just, as a human being, you shouldn't be doing. And so I'm glad that he got that, you know, that he was vindicated, so to speak, you know. And and to say you're going to get $140 million is one thing. Now you got to get it, you know, which is a whole different level. But um, I'm just glad for him that he is on the other side of that. Now hopefully he can start putting things, you know, out. Because there's no way the WWE is going to stay free of Hulk Hogan for, you know. They they banned him. They took his, you know, his whole, I don't know, his lineage. They took everything away from 
Um, and I think they had to in our country because it is so politically correct. Because, you know, <laughs> every black friend that I have are like, get let him back, you know, because everybody loves him. You know, they don't they don't dislike him. And they know it wasn't said maliciously the way, you know, it could have been. And it wasn't taken in that context. So I'm hoping that, that you know, he'll get another chance. Like, everybody deserves a second chance. Diamond Dallas Page, former world champion pro wrestler, is in studio with us. He's also doing amazing things at the moment in the yoga space. Well, first of all, bros, I got to say to you, what did you call what I do? With, with the what space? The what space? <laughs> yeah, the yoga space. No, what's the name of what I do? DDP yoga. There you go. DDP <laughs> yoga. It ain't your mama's yoga. Yeah. You got to understand, I'm the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years of my life. But when you start wrestling at 35, your career takes off at 40 as in years old. You know, I'll do anything. Hold back the hands of time. And in 1997 and 98, I was on top of the world. Then I blew my back out, and they said my career's over. I just signed a multi-million dollar deal. So at that point, I would try anything, even yoga. And that's how it came into my world. And once I got rid of all the spiritual mumbo-jumbo, not that there's anything wrong with that. It just, <laughs> just wasn't my thing. I totally respect it, but it wasn't what I do. And I just took the, the yoga and mixed it with rehab and old-school calisthenics, and, and I just made it fun. You've had a fair bit to do with a name that a lot of people will remember from the glory days of the WWF. Of course, Jake the Snake Roberts, a man who has had his demons. But thanks to you, you've done a lot of work with Jake. How is he at the moment? Jake's doing great. You know, um, I always tell everybody, without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. But without Jake the Snake Roberts, there's no three-time world champion. So, you know, years later, I tried to help him, but he, you know, he wasn't ready to be helped. And, and he didn't, uh, like, he was, like, banned from the WWE because they couldn't have him be a Hall of Famer and, you know, being so bad. And I told Jake, I said, if he could lose, you know, 20 pounds on his own, that I'd move him to, I was moving from Los Angeles to Atlanta, Georgia, in the States, and, um, I uh, I said if you if you if you actually put the work in and you, you lose twenty on your own I'll I'll move you to Atlanta, and so did he ever slip up along the journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake fell along the way. I think anybody who starts uh, that road to redemption of trying to turn their life around and they try to get sober, very few people you know. Jake had been to eleven rehabs. How did you avoid all this stuff? Because I mean, I guess some people love bringing up the, the death rate among wrestlers and right. and the health risks that certain people have taken. You're here looking tremendous, you know, at uh, in the second half of your life, if you like. And yeah. uh, how did you avoid those sort of pitfalls? You know, remember, starting at 35 was probably the worst choice ever because you're so much older than everybody else. But on the other side, and I'll always find the positive. It was the best choice because I was so much smarter mm. than I would have been at 25 or 27 or 28 when you don't feel the pain. I mean, I'm watching outside before we come in here, the AFL and these guys out there just beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> you know, uh, all those bodies who who have all this amazing strength and discipline and athletic, they're amazing athletes out there. They're beating the hell out of themselves. They're all going to feel it so big. At 40, 50, and so on. And then once you get to that age, because I'm at 60, you realize, wow, how have I been taking care of myself the last 20 years? Well, we're glad that you did. Diamond Dallas Page, 
Legend of Professional Wrestling. DDP Yoga is your workshop, and it's happening Sunday, May 1st, 2016 at the St Kilda Town Hall. Also, that movie we talked about, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, premiering on the 24th of April at the Astor. And we've got a double pass to give away. One triple three five three. First caller through gets the double pass. Otherwise, tickets are available from ticketblaster.com.au. A few things happening around town today. The Ginger Pride Rally is going off. All the rangers getting together around town to ask for civil rights, I suppose. Good luck to the Gingers. And also an event going on out at Ringwood today, the man with a pram. Uh, uh, the most attempting to set a world record for the largest number of men with prams Walking a mile, that's 1.6 kilometres for those who are wondering. Uh, that's to raise awareness and support for new families across Victoria. Love all the events that people get together, all sort of fundraisers and, uh, and positive things happening around town. Still to come this morning, we're going to be talking to Brian Taylor. And also Nearly Meadows is going to come in with a couple of examples of footballers this week who just haven't quite got it right when it comes uh, to putting a phrase together. I mentioned the Ginger Pride Rally a moment ago, and a man who is leading that today goes by the name of Michael Beveridge. He's well known to us here at the Southern Cross Osteria Radio Company. Thank you for your time, Michael. And what is the Ginger Pride Rally all about? Mate, it's basically, thanks for having us also, Seb. Cheers. Um, look, it's basically a concept around the idea of when you were growing up at school, it was always people asking you whether you'd prefer a brunette or a blonde, but never a redhead, really. It's that <laughs> idea that we were never really considered to be the pretty ones, the, the cool ones, the popular ones. And this is a celebration of all things uh, ginger, I guess. I like uh, it, mate. Well, there's a lot of – I mean, I think that's unfair because you can go through the list of some pretty hot rangers out there today. I mean, the Isle of Fishers, Nicole oh, Kidman's pretty cute. Kid mentions. Yes. Oh, beautiful, mate. Michael Beveridge goes all right. <laughs> pretty rubbish, I've heard, but that's all right. <laughs> he gives it a go, and I think that's the idea. It's about flying your ginger flag high, and it's joining a whole bunch of other gingers lathering up with some SPF 100, and, uh, <laughs> preferably trying to stay in the shade, and for once being the majority, not the minority. No, mate, it'll be a good feeling. So where's it happening? Uh, it's going to be happening uh, just on St Kilda Road, at the bridge across there near the, uh, the boat sheds. Uh, we're doing a ginger pride march across there. It'll be quite the scene, to be honest. It's, it's actually, we're quite lucky here in Melbourne at the moment because it's overcast, which is quite good for our people. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be doing a, a pride march across the bridge, We'll be doing a whole big ginger rally convention. It's it's going to be it's just going to be weird to see, to be honest. Uh, this is going to be special. What time are you kicking off? Uh, we're kicking off at nine. So yep. jump down there if you're around the traps. Uh, it'll be good. It's a welcoming environment. You don't have to be a ginger to be involved. We're going to have a whole bunch of hair dyeing departments to make sure that we, you don't get ostracised. Because I know the gingers, we can be a tough lot. And if we see a brunette there, we'll be giving you some sticks. <laughs> well, that's right. The tables have certainly turned. The Ginger Pride March, get involved. Nine o'clock this morning. Michael Beveridge, a pleasure to chat. Cheers, Seb. There you go. You might check in with that Pram World Record as well. Everything that happens in Melbourne, news you can use, you get right here on the weekend breakfast. And Graham Wallace is a packing manager for the craft beer company Brewdog in the United Kingdom. I don't know if he was having a bad day or he wasn't happy with the feedback, but he did something which caused a batch of 200,000 beer cans to have to be recalled. Michael obviously does the labelling. Graham, sorry. Graham does the labelling. And on their flagship beer, the Punk IBA, he stitched up the machine. So those 200,000 beer cans had a message printed on the bottom of them that read, Happy Mother F- er Day. I've had to censor myself. Mother F- er Day was on the bottom of the cans. They were then shipped out across the United Kingdom and have since been recalled. 
but therein, herein lies the twist. Rather than send him packing off to the nearest welfare office, the boss actually saw the funny side, and the company spokesman says someone responsible for a prank like this might have been given the heave-ho in the past at our company, Brewdog Graham, was awarded Employee of the Month. They've endorsed it, even though they've recalled the cans. So well done to Graham, which is why, hyphen who pushes the buttons, I feel like I'm now vindicated to refer to you as a mother... Uh, I wouldn't be going down that path sort of, if I were you. It's the sort of behaviour no. that gets rewarded. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't try that if no, I were I, you. I think it's... Because uh, I can know. do this. Hello! Put me back! Thank you, Hyphen. All right, I've learnt my lesson. Still to come this morning, Brian Taylor will be firing another missile at the world of football. He might even be getting the big gig next to Bruce McAvaney when Dennis Cometti pulls the pin. We'll ask the man himself. And Nearly Meadows got some examples of some footballers who just haven't quite got it right in the phrasing department. Ready! A bounce! A right for Nada! The biggest high-flying act you've ever seen in your life! Come on, mate! Follow me! This is Brian Taylor. Looks like I'm the only one to win a Coleman and be in a film. And this is Bristles Missile. Take your flags and stick them you know where. He has won a Coleman. Morning, BT. Morning, Seb. How are you? Are you going to take the reins at Friday Night Footy at the Seven Network when Dennis gives it up? I've got no idea, Seb. Uh, I don't know where that... uh story came from um and i haven't spoken to seven and they haven't spoken to me so it's a bit of a, a bit of a funny one but um look i am filling in for uh for uh, bruce while he's over at the olympic games later on this year so that's all i know that is a bit of an a-team taylor Cometti on seven together well <laughs> i don't know Seb. i've just been asked to work those nights so i'll be there oh, i'll be there playing a straight bat there bristler no, I've got no idea what's going on there. <laughs> In all honesty, you know, um, as everyone knows, the broadcast deals run out for everyone at the end of this year, and so everyone's looking for new deals. So they haven't started negotiating with anyone yet. So we don't really know what's going on. I did a little straw poll of the office during the week, and it was firmly in favour of the bristle man taking his rightful place there behind the microphone. So uh, we shall watch that one with interest. Great to have your support. <laughs> That's it. I endorse this message. <laughs> Mate, uh, Richmond, what is going on? Oh, yeah. Well, what are they, one and three now? Yeah. And, uh, and probably a lucky a lucky one they got as well. But um, uh, I, until last night, before the game last night, I was still saying that I thought they were still in the, in the top you know, seven sides in the competition. I don't think I can say that now. Mm. I know West Coast, at, you know, Playing West Coast over there is a is a tough gig and all that, but they seem a long way off it to me. Now they're going to have to they've put themselves in a position now where they're going to have to have a run of you know six, seven, eight wins in a row to get themselves back into final eight contention. Um, gee, it's, it's time's running out for them. Yeah, I would have thought so. You look at the first half because usually they travel all right to the West. They've had some success yeah. there, but to have four scoring shots to twenty three in yeah. a half of footy is not good. And they just look to turn it over again, the old problem that's been there for 20 years. It's got no kickers. Yep. I'm amazed that their recruiting staff, and I know they went and recruited Yeo and he hasn't played yet, and I know Delidio hasn't played this year yet as well, so take that into consideration. But the, I'm amazed they just didn't say, okay, anyone that comes to this club in the next, you know, this is five years ago, the next five years, if you can't kick, we're not recruiting you. Mm. Because, the, you know, they just lets them down. It's been letting them down for 20 years. Yep. They just haven't got... 
good kickers yep. in defence. Yep. And they turn it over all the time. And uh, I'm, I'm absolutely staggered that they haven't been able to fix that problem. BT, we have a lot of games and a lot of rounds in AFL these days. The multicultural round, the Eureka game, I think we had a few years ago for uh, the workers. We've now got the country game. Yes. Are you a fan of uh, just making these sort of games uh, dedicated to certain causes? Look, this is a Kevin Sheedy-led inspiration, mm. and uh, he was behind Anzac Day and that getting that up. And that he worked. also was definitely behind Dreamtime as well. Yes. I spent all day yesterday with Kevin Sheedy, in fact, oh, at a Riddles that? Creek footy function. And um, and uh, we spoke about this at length, and I must say, I think I think it can work. Yeah. Um, he said it's going to be a mini royal show type set up outside the ground for the for the game Essendon Geelong this weekend. But I think you know the next year and the year after it can really build. I think I think it can I think it can work. Said this is not just the naming of you know um, uh, you know uh, female round or you know. Um, Left wing activist round or whatever it is. This this is the country. This has actually got a meaning to the country, and it means something like the, like Dreamtime does, and, and you know, and like Anzac Day does. So I think it's uh, I think it, I think it can work. Yes, yeah. I do. When yeah. things do have a special meaning, it it does tend to work out. You know, yeah. for instance, you know the people out there uh, in the West who named the grandstand after Hayden Valentine. That's because it had a special meaning. <laughs> well, look, you know, imagine the log chop. You know, out in, uh, yes. out in Hunt Road Park there, we'll get the log chop oh, yes, going. absolutely. We'll get uh, the O'Toole family in from Tassie, fly them <laughs> no. in. We'll have to get about six jets to fly them in because there's that many O'Tools over there, and I think they're all linked in some way. CWA but, scones. Yes, we'll get the CWA out there cooking all the scones and doing all the work. It'll be bloody absolutely. If someone will crack a whip and... You know, uh, someone will have to bend over and cop it, but uh, <laughs> it'll be absolutely fantastic. Oh, I hope that's not Essendon tomorrow when the game starts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it may well be. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. Now, I, I don't mind the concept. I'm prepared to give it three years to see if it works. Very good. Big story coming through that concerns an international superstar of music, which we've, we've just had to break in with Nicole Gunn from the Triple M Newsroom. Gunners, what's happened? Well, we're just getting word that um, Prince, Purple Rain singer Prince, has been rushed to hospital. He apparently suffered a medical emergency on board his private plane. He'd left Atlanta where he'd been performing, did two shows there, was on his way home. They've had to put down in Illinois and he was taken to hospital. Now, we're getting conflicting reports on how he's doing. Some are saying he's not doing very well at all and he's in a bad way, but there's been another tweet coming out saying he's resting up and he's actually been released from hospital. So we're still a bit confused on what's going on there. This is being reported from TMZ by Mm -hmm. TMZ. Now, trashy site, you would think, but they were the first ones that went with Michael Jackson having his heart attack. I know, they're right, TMZ. No, I'd back them on Prince's sort of Mm. issues. I uh, hope he's okay. He was just out here a little while ago, wasn't he? A month or so, yeah. Doing a a solo show, just him and a piano, I seem to remember. Well, he gave his all, and apparently that's what he's been doing on these shows around the US as well. So, fingers crossed on that one. He's always needed a good feed. Is that right? Yes, he's a little fella. Prince. (laughs) Prince. Little skinny guy. I don't know a good feed is going to make him grow tall. No, it does. He's, he's not at 57 years of age. Okay, all right. Well, I hope he's okay. Prince, get well soon if you're listening. From Fox Sports, Nerily Meadows in her regular spot on a Saturday morning. I wasn't that hard on Prince, was I? No, it was fine. I'm more concerned about your choice of breakfast, given that you've uh, I've walked in and you've passed me cheese and bacon flavoured shapes. Yeah. Who eats that in the morning and who eats the cheese and bacon flavour to start with? The, the honest answer is radio presenters 
who gets sent a big box of shapes from Arnott's. So the beautiful thank, thing is you were having it along with your green juice smoothie. Nutri so Ninja. I mean, I feel like it evens itself it, out. It does. I'm very balanced, <laughs> very zen, and a good friend of Prince's. So don't take it the wrong way <laughs> if you're listening. Hey, you were listening to Travis Cloak this week. Yeah, so Travis Cloak did a press conference earlier this week in which the first answer he managed to say, oh, it's always interesting to read the, the papers on a Monday or Tuesday morning, and then a couple of answers later goes on to say, I haven't read the papers in a long time. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so we do love Travis Cloak. He does mix his words a, a little bit. And I do a segment called Up and About on uh, on Fox Fox Sports, which uh, goes to air on AFL Today today. And uh, today, today. Today, not, today. It's not what you. it's called, AFL not tomorrow, today, today. today. No. Yep. Uh, and uh, and he had a couple of others later in the week when he was doing a live cross with Fox Sports News. And the first one really cracks me up and it will give Nathan Buckley a whole heap of confidence because this essentially, he was asked about whether or not Nathan Buckley, there's a little bit less pressure on him because he signed that contract extension uh, in the preseason. Let's have a listen. Contracts are contracts. Yes, it's nice to know you've got a certain time in the business, but at the same time, they're not really worth what they're written on. <laughs> Oh, good. Thanks, Trev. Isn't that nice to hear? Thanks, uh, Nathan Buckley's in the going, okay, thanks for the vote of confidence. That's, now, a little bit later in the, in the cross, he was asked about Dane Swan's health. Of course, he's battling at the moment after mm. he broke his, his leg and his foot. Uh, let's have a listen here. Swan is in an unusual situation. Um, he's obviously um, in a pretty bad place with his ankle at the moment, but on, on all re- reports, he, he's in a pretty good place. He's- <laughs> So, except for Travis's reports, he's he's in a pretty good place. Uh, right, okay. Um, well, one triple three five three. We've got some tickets to give away to the Anzac races on Monday the 25th out there at Flemington. So give us a call if you've got some mangled expressions, somebody Ooh. who didn't quite say what they meant to say. I've got one to bring to the table. You shouldn't be laughing too much at Trav, Seb. Why? Well, last well, week you read the hot, you read the hot breakfast I news do. during the week. Yes, um, oh, I see what this is. You might have slipped this uh, out. The Ambo suffered a suspected broken foot, cuts and bruises, <laughs> while his female colleague was hit in the back yeah. of the head as she came okay. to his aid. No, I'll give you that hyphen scores. That's the worst you can drop on That's live not a radio, word isn't that it? You're supposed to say on air. No, one triple three five three. Give us a call. Mangled phrases. We're with Nearly Meadows from Fox Sports. We're talking about people that have maybe muddled up their phrases a little bit in the public eye after Travis Cloak declared that Dane Swan was in a bad place, but all in all, he was in a good place. Uh, has it ever happened to you? I One of my very early presenting shifts when I was working in Sydney, I accidentally uh, threw to the break by saying, back more with soon. <laughs> and my face just had that horrible look on it, like, no, it's too late to take it <laughs> yeah. back. Let's live that moment again. To Beverage, Greg, uh, have you got one to bowl in here, mate? Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like it's exactly the same but completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do we do get that one a little bit, mate. Uh, do you want to go to the races, Flemington, Anzac Day? Sounds like a plan. Mate, you and four mates have won tickets. Hang on there. Enjoy great racing, footy on the big screen, and free family activities. Nez, you will be on our screens across the weekend. Uh, how's this, Ivan? The great mm. lady here has had a promotion after enormous ratings for her program, AFL Today. They've now brought it in, so it is in prime time. Am I right? It's such a big deal that he doesn't even know the name of it. AFL Tonight. Am I which right? Which is straight after <laughs> Super Saturday uh, tonight. I'll yep. be on air on Fox Footy at around 10.30, and then tomorrow it's now on Fox Footy as well. So straight after Bounce, we'll be live with all the, the big news from the day and, and all the big news from, from today's games as well, the fallout and, of course, from you know Richmond and 
and things like that are always going to get a mention as well, the way that they're tracking at the moment. No, so no, it grim. is, yeah, big news. So around 10.30 on Fox Footy tonight and around 8.30 tomorrow night. It is grim. What a fun Saturday morning we've had. If you want more Nearly Meadows, you can catch her at the Ginger Pride Rally, a secret <laughs> that she has been covering for most of her life. They're meeting at Boathouse Drive near Alexandra Park. I am, of course, going as support to you, my very ginger friend. I am not. Uh, well, I've got nothing wrong with being a redhead, but I'm not. I'm looking forward to that. Though. Check that out. I reckon that'll be really fun, that Ginger Pride Rally. Also out at Ringwood, they're getting the most dads together with Pram, says a bit of a world record setting event too.